0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Caught My Pod. I am your host, Sarah Knightley, and I'm joined today by my returning guest, Josh. Welcome back, Josh.
1: Hey, Sarah. How are you?
0: I'm good. It's so good to have you back on the show. You were missed last week.
1: Yeah, me and Bran took the week off.
0: <laughs> we don't have time for this. <laughs>
1: Fair enough.
0: Oh, gosh, that's hilarious. Well, I'm so glad to have you back on the show. And today we're going to be talking about Season 8, Episode 4, that we finally got a title for, which is titled The Last of the Starks. So, real quick, your first take on the episode. What do you think of the episode, Josh?
1: You know, honestly, it's in my opinion at least it was better than episode one and two uh even though it wasn't necessarily what i wanted in an episode of game of thrones at least it was an episode of game of thrones where the first couple it seemed like you know they were doing farewells and they were doing things that that i didn't really consider consistent with the seasons before at least this one you know they had the big dining scene they had the uh where they went to Winterfell, they had a little bit of a, a fight, which of course we'll get to. But it did seem almost like an episode of Game of Thrones, other than some things we'll talk about later.
0: Yeah, I, I also agree. I mean, we did we did take it back to a lot of the politics, a lot of the plotting, a lot of the scheming. Which is initially, of course, what what brought me into the show, what I really liked about the show to begin with. You know, we got a lot of Tyrion. We got a lot of Varys, which was great because we haven't we haven't had a lot of Varys at all. We've seen him, but he he has had like no speaking parts at all.
1: Yeah the the only one of the only interesting characters that's just been in the background this year. It's been kind of strange.
0: Yeah, so we we got a lot of that, which I really enjoyed. Um, <clears throat> but other than that, I just feel like. I don't know. I, I feel like that this was just another disappointing episode.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, um, I, I agree with you. It just wasn't as disappointing as I kind of felt the two episodes of build up for, you know, what ended up kind of being a, a fart in church, you know, nobody died. <laughs> like they spent two episodes saying goodbye to everybody. And then even, you know, tormently of, Grey Worm lived, you know, all these people that it seemed like the whole point of the episode was to say goodbye, and they're just still hanging out with us.
0: Yeah, they're all still there, and like you said, we spent two episodes saying goodbye to all these people, and we kept hearing from everybody, oh, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be happy that we got these episodes with these characters, because we're not gonna see them anymore, and... No, we're, they're, we're still seeing them. Every episode, there they are. So, I mean, why did we get those first two episodes again?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's so wild because, you know, the, the episode started with them burning people on the pyre. And it seems like the safest place to be during that battle was on the front line. You know, they ran into <laughs> Grey Worm. They ran into, you know, everybody. And all those guys are like, man, that, that was a tough battle. You know, that dog had half an ear ripped off.
0: But there he was. yeah, Alive and in one piece. And not a white walker.
1: And shipped off. Can't can't even stay with John.
0: Right. Shipped off with Tormund. Yeah, John didn't even like give him a pat on the head. It was just like, eh. yeah.
1: Yeah, the the guy who has sex with bears, by the way. You know, he's like, Yeah, that'll be a good guy to take care of my
0: Yeah, that'll be a good guy I'm to a take a care God. of my animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Thank you for that visual. <laughs> so, this episode was written by the Double Ds, and it was directed by David Nutter. And I was trying to find... um How... Do you know how long... Yeah, okay, it was 78 minutes. That's how long this was. So, what, like an hour and a... Wasn't it, like, right at an hour and a half? I guess if you... If you count like the previously on and the
1: right, like, the yeah.
0: show and all that that they do.
1: Yeah, right right around an hour and a half. And it looks like I think the last two are right around this time as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's about right for the run times. And what did we think the central theme was? I said I thought the central theme was Destiny. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Destiny's a uh, destiny's a great way to put it. Um, I, I kind of put it just because of what's going on, kind of with the same people that like Game of Thrones. You know, they're in the end game. You know, the these last two episodes are what we've built up to, and then you know, after those two episodes, who knows what's going to happen? So, destiny end game. I, I kind of think those are both good ways to look at it.
0: Yeah, I feel like that. All of our characters are kind of their stories are definitely now merging all together. You know, we've already we've dealt with the Night King, so he's taken off the board. That's no longer an issue. And John has now found out who he is. He's now told his sisters who he is. So they're gonna have to contend with that. So John has a destiny that he has to fulfill, obviously, Cersei. Is trying to fulfill what she believes is her destiny. Danny is trying to f- fulfill what she believes her is her destiny. So I just feel like all of our main characters are are on the same path.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting that you say it that way because I feel like you're right about John. You're right about Daenerys, but you know, the destiny for Cersei, going back to the the old witch that told her, you know, your kids are going to die and you're going to die. So. Hers right. is more about running away from destiny, where the other two are are kind of you know meeting it head on,
0: yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I've never looked at it like that, but but you are right she has she's always trying to kill Tyrion she's always tagged him as the one that was trying to kill her, which I know the show didn't really touch on didn't add that into the prophecy that she heard from from. Maggie the Frog or the Woods Witch, whatever you want to call her. It was mainly just about her children dying. But yeah, but that's that's an interesting way to put it. You're exactly right. We could do a whole podcast just on Thursday.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. After this show is over, we could still do hours and hours on each character, which of course that's the reason we like the show. Because exactly. up until very recently all the characters were written very well.
0: Yes. And, I mean, I still kind of think that Cersei is written well. She might be the only one that is
1: (laughs) is
0: written well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, her and then, uh, (laughs) you know, Pat disagreed with me last week. But I think her and the Hound are are about the two.
0: Are the two consistent. I agree. So, is the show... I know we've put the, the show is not meeting our expectations so far. Did this... Did this change your viewpoint? Or are you sticking to the show still isn't really meeting your expectations?
1: Well, I th- I think that the expectations of the show runners and my expectations of what a good show is at this point are, are so wildly opposite. You know, they're at they're at twelve o'clock, I'm at six o'clock. Um that I'm I'm just kind of trying to enjoy the ride at this point i i'm hoping that interesting things happen but you know after we get aria flying through the air to stab the night king when the you know at least to me that was never built up uh you know at this point I, i'm almost over even trying to predict what's going to happen next because because god only knows
0: I agree with that statement. I tried to keep my expectations low going into this because I was kind of prepared to be disappointed. On the one hand, I feel like people's expectations were astronomically high. And I think that a lot of people are getting upset with the show simply because their predictions aren't coming true. And they've diverged so far now from from a lot of theories and and a lot of things that I think that that's why people are are getting upset. Um and I mean that's that's to be expected in this type of fandom. In a in a fandom that's really based in in theories and Reddit and you know we we have our little groups and we have our little fandoms. That's not what we're doing here. You know, um any theories or anything that I have are not my own. I've, I've gotten them all from, from Reddit and leaks and things like that, that, that I've watched and that I've got from like Joanna Robinson and people like that, that just have like inside information. I don't, I don't think that I'm creative enough to come up with my own theories. (laughs) And not only that, like you, you read Reddit so much and you spend so much time, you know, watching videos and stuff on this stuff really you're not going to come up with anything on your own anymore you know what i'm saying
1: right right and you know george r. r martin came out and said has said multiple times you know there people have figured out what the ending is going to be but there's just so many theories out there that even knowing that one of them's correct you know it's a needle in a haystack
0: exactly it's like sifting through and trying to figure out which one is right Right. which is fun i i enjoy that i mean i i enjoy getting on free folk i enjoy getting on game of thrones theories you know all these reddit subs um a song of ice and fire i mean i enjoy all those all those reddit pages and i enjoy getting getting on all the you know the youtube channels that i watch and and stuff like that and, and they come up with some with some awesome they do some awesome videos and awesome theories and they spend a lot of time on this stuff and i understand why a lot of those people are not happy <laughs> right now uh, oh, because yeah, you, definitely. you know when you devote a big chunk of your time and I, even your life i guess in a way to this show and then you watch it and things aren't happening <laughs> the way that you said they were i mean yeah i guess I guess you could get upset, but I mean, it's not your show at the, at the end of the day, it's, it's the double D show. It's HBO show. And this is the direction, the direction that they've chosen to go in. And like you said, I think that we need to, everybody just needs to take a step back <laughs> and just watch the show and just calm down because I was on Reddit today and it is vicious out there.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's... I mean, whoa. It's so funny because even things like Game of Thrones, I I think that a lot of people have gone into this and, you know, kind of other fandoms, not really, not really knowing disappointment, you know, like they they expect things to turn out a certain way because they have faith in, you know, the writers double D and, you know, the you're in Nashville and the NFL draft just happened there. and, And my favorite team's the Falcons and they've disappointed me my whole life. So you know when when this show disappoints <laughs> right. me, I can't even really, you know, I can't even really get mad because it's just something I'm used to at this point. So I'm just kind exactly. of along for the ride.
0: Well, I'm a Titans fan, so there you oh, go. yeah, <laughs> we're right there together. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we're used to it. Yeah, I guess it's it's that I'm disappointed in not a sense that my my theories are wrong or people that I watch their theories are wrong like I don't really care about that. I'm I'm disappointed because ultimately I feel like they're doing they're they're disparaging a lot of these characters, characters that I've been watching for really rounded up for 10 years now, you know, and that you've been following and it is a time investment even if I haven't made YouTube videos and I just started doing this podcast. You know, uh, but other other people have really put a lot into it, but I've still watched it, you know, and it's still an investment of my time and my thinking and, you know, reading stuff on Reddit and all that. And, you know, you just you do feel a little let down when you watch when you have to watch an entire scene of Jamie and and Brian get it on, you know, just stuff like that. And it's like, but why does Brian have to be with anybody? That's not her character. Why, why does she have to be with a man?
1: Or Arya?
0: I or mean, Arya. The, the whole point yeah, of being exactly. an assassin
1: is that you know you kind of lose your humanity. At this point, it wouldn't surprise me if you know next episode Bran ends up having sex with somebody because I think he's the only right. virgin left on the show.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I mean but, that's what I'm talking about, and especially with especially with female characters because it's like this show really has depicted this this time period even though it is a fantasy they've depicted it really historically correct correctly i mean the way that women historically have been treated you know throughout history and then to see a character like Brienne, who is can easily match any man in in a fight and believably so you know she's not a a some tiny she's not a mary sue she's not some tiny woman that just comes out of nowhere that oh yeah she can just kick any guy's ass and you're just supposed to believe it because the writers are telling you to no you believe it because it's it's believable (laughs) i mean she's huge she knows how to fight she's been trained properly her whole life to to do this I mean, it's you believe it. It's believable. And we finally get a character like that. And instead of just keeping her true to the character and just just keeping her that way, it's like, nope, we have to pair her up with somebody because she's female and she has to be. She has to have a love story. She just has to, you know, just it just it's it just gets all over me. I just can't stand that. I just I why? Why does she have to have a love story just because she's female?
1: Well, I, I kind of think that that goes more to what you were talking about. I, I think the problem with, with the last couple seasons is the same problem that like Lost had back in the day. Don't the scroll lost writers...
0: for me because I haven't seen it.
1: <laughs> okay. No no problem. But but Don't what I'll say <laughs> is the the farther into it you go, uh the the creators of Lost got really uh criticized because they would listen to people you know on the internet and change the show based on that and I think yeah. you yeah. know this show the the thing that I liked about the show was it was a medieval show and I think the last couple seasons the the writers have been like well you know at the beginning of the show we we kind of made fun of Brienne and said that she was unlovable cuz you know she's big and ugly and, you know, there are ugly women that watch the show, and we need to make sure that they understand that they can find love too. And just stuff that doesn't make any sense whatsoever for right. the character. Mm-hmm. And like her crying at the end. I mean, I get it. You know, we, we've all kind of been there. But on the other hand, why is she there? Why is that on the show?
0: Yeah. Why is she even in this situation? Her character would never even be in this situation.
1: Yeah. We have, you know, now we have three hours left. I guess we had four before this week. Why are we spending any time playing Never Have I Ever? You know exactly. And, and Jamie getting, you know, Jamie having sex with her because, for all intents and purposes, her arc ended in episode two when she became a knight. Like at this point, exactly. Send her off, give her, you know, make her over something or kill her. But well, we the don't only need time we should.
0: Right exactly and the only time we should have seen her after that scene if you want to which I don't have a problem keeping her alive for Sansa but that should have been the only reason that she should have been kept alive was just to protect Sansa right so just continuously show her in scenes with Sansa because that's ultimately she sworn her sword to Sansa so that's what she's here for. Right, she could have uh, right moving forward.
1: Easily had the what varies has done the last three episodes. You know, he's there. You see, right. it, but he's not.
0: But he's not. Spe- he doesn't have speaking parts.
1: Yeah, I mean, other than after they burned all the the dead, if you know, Sansa was like, "Hey, you're you know, you're going to be the head of my personal army going forward." Like, right great, my now queen she's done, guard let's or get whatever. Out of here. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I. And but I mean that but that's what we're talking about. Like it's just a disparage it's just a disparage of the of the or a disparagement, I'm sorry, of the of the characters. And they've done it to to quite a few characters that were really, really strong, you know, in the earlier seasons in the beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. But you know, we, we talk about uh Brienne, but I really think that, that the worst person to get it were probably Littlefinger and Tyrion because Littlefinger was the smartest person until he wasn't. And Tyrion, you know, there was a scene this episode where Daenerys is like, see, I can make good decisions too.
0: Yeah. And it's like, that's your hand. Mm -hmm. Like,
1: why, why are you talking like that in public to your hand?
0: Well, she's been treating him that way for quite a, quite some time now since last season.
1: Right. Right. She has, I just, you know, in front of
0: in front of yeah i know the way yeah she's been doing it since last season yeah and nobody's really called her out on it or said anything um yeah let's let's talk about what we loved about this episode so uh and speaking about that to what um this is gonna go right into what we were just talking about actually it's that very scene that you're speaking of I, re- I actually really enjoyed this section of the scene, which is what you're talking about. I enjoyed just how they sort of panned over to Danny. And you really felt a separation of her and everybody else in the, in that dining hall. They did a really good job of really making you feel isolated right along with her and just showing how isolated she now is, especially now that jora has gone um she doesn't have him anymore to kind of bridge the gap because if you if you notice going all the way back to season 1 he always was like her bridge to everybody you know Jorah Jorah is from the north i mean Jorah could really really be helping her right now with these people he helped her with the dothraki he helped her in marine like he helped her with with every like, foreign, you know, type of people that she's been around and tried to basically conquer, Jorah's helped her do that, and now he's gone, and she just sat there, and she was all alone, you know, <laughs> nobody oh, yes, was sitting that... with her, she was completely by herself, just kind of sipping on her wine, or or, or whatever she was drinking, and then they're all... It was Starbucks. It was she Starbucks.
1: Was Starbucks. <laughs>
0: That's right, in her goblet. Um... And we'll talk about that in a second too. And um then, you know, the camera just kind of pans over and then you see them, they're all just, you know, tournament is just idolizing John and just slapping and talking about, you know, he's the king that we chose and he's the king that we follow and he climbed on a dragon and you know, what kind of crazy person climbs on a dragon and fights people? And it's like, Well, Danny's been doing that since like season four. <laughs> You know, she just kind of glares over and rolls her eyes, you know, like, I mean, I've been doing this for years, but yeah, John's great, you know, and then she just kind of lifts her glass like, yeah, great, you know, and (laughs) I I really enjoyed the scene.
1: Oh, yeah, I I completely agree. That's I I think that's why I like the episode a little bit more than you did, because that scene was was why I like Game of Thrones. You know, there there's a hundred things going on and no one had to say a word, right. even though the best parts of the show have been dialogue. I mean, they've had great battle scenes, but, you know, the dialogue has really carried the show. Um, sure. You know, looking at Danny when she looks over at John and you're like, oh, shit, you know, this is going to be a thing like mm-hmm. you you can just tell on her face and. She does it a couple times this episode, but yeah, I, co- I completely agree with you. Uh, scenes like that are are why I like the show to begin with.
0: Yes, and I loved how she was. She really sort of sized everybody up in that moment, and she watched them with their little groups of people. You know, then she she went over and watched you know Tyrion with Jamie and and playing their you know like you said, have I ever game and. Yeah, it was just a great scene. I I just liked everything about it.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it's a it's a shame, you know, we, we spend a lot of time shitting on the show, but you know, when, when a scene's that good there you don't really even have to say very much because it says so much on its own.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it it's probably might be my favorite scene of the episode, actually. And I and I thought Amelia Clark did an excellent job in this whole episode. I've kind of, I've given her some shit about her acting before, but I think that she was great in this, and this whole episode. It really, the whole thing really played, played for... you know, on her face really well. Sorry, go well,
1: ahead. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, well, you know, whenever you're the star of a hit show for eight years, hopefully one day you can get one good scene in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one day you can yeah. maybe you can pull it off one day well she did have like a brain aneurysm or whatever was going on with her too so there was that but um but yeah <laughs> nobody knew about that so and then I really enjoyed the Tyrion and Varys stuff too. the only problem I have with it is I feel like they continuously had the same conversation just they changed the sets and their outfits <laughs> but they kept having the same conversation did you notice that
1: yeah I mean you know it's kind of strange because uh, I understand that most people you know at least for this season I've watched both the the episode back to back to get ready for this show and um you know it seems like Tyrion and Varys right now they're just saying things that we've all been saying online you know it's It's good that it's in the show, but on the other hand, they're just having the same conversation that, you know, the fans have been having for, for 10 years. So it, it was a good scene and I enjoy whenever they talk, but you know, that they didn't add anything that, that we didn't know, you know, they're like, Hey, maybe John's a better way to go about this. And, you know, on one hand, John is, but on the other, my God, can we give this guy a title that he's actually okay with? Like, just send him back to the Night's Watch, because that's the only thing he ever wanted to do.
0: No, he doesn't even want to do that. Do Do we know what John wants to do? Can he make a decision, please? Does he want to do anything? I, I mean, I, does he just want to sit on a ca- on the couch and drink beer all day? I mean, what does well, he want to do? Because he won't say. Yeah,
1: I don't even know why he told his sisters, you know, that, that he's actually Aegon Targaryen because that's just going to put more stuff on his shoulders. And we we can tell he doesn't want anything on his shoulders.
0: Yeah, he wants no stress. He's made yeah. that quite clear. He wants to make no decisions. He wants no stress. He doesn't want to do anything at all, ever. And it's just like Danny told him, it's not really up to you, which is what I've said. I've been saying that for the past... 3 4 seasons now. It's not up to him. It's just it's not. It's it's not going to it's not going to be his decision. Just like what Danny was explaining to him. Once people start to find out, this is going to take a life of its own and you're not going to be in control of this any. We're not going to be in control of this anymore, which is what she was trying to explain to him. You don't need to tell anybody. <laughs> if you don't want to do anything and you don't want to become the king, then you can't tell anybody. And she was right
1: yeah yeah you know that that was one of her one of her good picks it's it's so funny because you know the the show starts with with their dad ned stark uh you know dying for honor and you know keeping these secrets and then you know he tells his sisters and the first thing they do is tell everybody you know nobody's like man dad kept this secret for you know his entire life he died being the only one that knows this and no, no. Let's just tell absolutely every person that that we can.
0: Well, but ultimately, though, that's what really did kill Ned. Not to mention all the PTSD suffered from it all. It basically destroyed him. If you think about it. That, oh yeah, that and I'm not not saying it's right or wrong, Ned. but
1: the the way that they talk about Ned, you know, they're the the my daddy. You know, like my dad was this great honorable man. Uh, and then just to kind of do the exact opposite of what he did immediately. It wasn't even like, you know, Tyrion was in a room with Sansa and Sansa was like, hey, you know, I, I, I found this out. I have the secret. No, no, she's just telling every person she can because she hates Danny.
0: Well, I don't think that she's telling every person that she can. She, I think that she has a plan. I'm hoping that the girls have a plan and that they their plan is to oust Cersei and Danny, obviously, and to and to get John on the throne, which makes sense because that's ultimately who should be there.
1: Right, the one person that that seemingly wants nothing to do with it. I Correct. mean, you're right, but he he does he doesn't want to be there. I'd love to see a show where him. he's just on. <laughs> I'd love to see a a show set after where he's just miserable you know
0: he pretty much they, is they now keep trying he to always ask, is.
1: ask him questions and he's just like uh, you know D- Danny we take this one like i don't want to do this
0: <laughs> well that's just kind of what Tyrion suggested is why don't we just marry them and then Varys is like because she'll just bend him to her will and he's weak it'll it'll be like she'll ultimately be the queen anyway which fine. I mean, why not just do that? And then that's when, of course, Tyrion brings up the fact that, well, did Northerners typically marry their aunts? I mean, <laughs> how comfortable would John be with that?
1: Right. Well, you know, up to this point, it seems like John, and I guess Daenerys is the same way, but, you know, John's whole kind of MO is, hey, I know the Night's Watch has never fought for somebody before but you know we have to fight for winterfell and i know that you know the Night's watch has never been a part of this but i'm going to be you know the the king of the north and and this that and the other so if there was anyone that could kind of you know change the status quo it kind of seems like that's john
0: as far as making the north independent
1: well marrying his aunt in this case you know, there there's yeah, been a million I mean, things that nobody's wanted to do, but then whenever John does it, everybody's somehow cool with it.
0: Right. And not only that, but it would it's it's a marriage of convenience, obviously, you know, and she could stay in Dragonstone. Or she could stay in the capital, and then he could stay in Winterfell. They don't have to live together. Right. I mean, you don't have to be in the same you don't even have to be in the same you know, castle if you don't want to be. Take your pick. <laughs> I mean that's well, yeah. how, I mean, you that's could how be, monarchies uh... work. You know, you don't have to be in the same in the same region, even if you don't want to be, and then you just come together, one to make a baby and two, you know, for I don't know, like, you know, events, whatever, you know, formal events and shit like that.
1: Yeah, just let John be Robert Brathian. Like just go hunting. You know, you can can bang whoever you want, and you're kind of just a figurehead, and I I can run
0: this. I mean, that's what she wants. But now that he's told Sansa and Arya, like she said, now it's taken on a whole new. Right. a, A whole new life is happening now. So, I mean... probably what's going to happen is the girls have a plan. Like I said, to oust to oust Cersei and and Danny. And that's the thing too, is it's like so Danny, they everybody knows that Arya killed the night king and nobody thought to have a conversation with her and be like, "Hey, we have this like a uh, little little kill bill girl here. Why don't we talk to her and see how she killed and murdered a thousand-year-old freaking ice demon?"
1: Yeah, you'd think that, you know, they would try to put her over the army or, or something, you know, other than people going, oh, yeah, Arya kind of won the battle. You know, she got out of there. It, it's kind of weird that nobody was like, hey, you you need to stay around here for morale. I mean, I get she's going to try to kill Cersei, but and I love her and the Hound together like that. That was one of my favorite plots of the show and in the books. But it's just kind of, I guess, convenient. Hell. Of course there's there's two episodes left, so they can't really wait around, but I don't know. I, I feel like they just needed more time. Like all of this could have been fleshed out better than, you know, kind of the jetpacking they're having to do.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that in a second when we get to what we hated. We're kinda of jumping all over the place. Um, let's stick to what we love. So, uh getting back to what we love. I liked Jamie leaving Brienne to go back to Cersei. <laughs> I actually like that scene. I know we've kind of briefly touched on this, but I thought this brought this brought the character this brought jamie's character anyway back into focus and it brought it back to okay this is really who jamie is what what did you think about this scene
1: oh i I agree completely um you know brianne's kind of reactions i I didn't love that much but no. Jamie leaving, I mean, that's, you know, the, the show's kind of a circle. You know, there's there's a rebellion, there's a king, then there's a rebellion, there's a king. Uh, and Jamie's circle is, you know, he, he's trying to do the right thing, but at the end of the day, he... He's Jamie. Yeah, he's Jamie, and she's Cersei, and that's, that's just how it's going to go.
0: I think so, too. I think th- that he's... Going, I think that he is concerned once he found out what what had happened, and that she's completely gone off the deep end. And I think he's obviously going back to try to talk around and being crazy, which isn't going to work. <laughs> she's too far gone. But yeah, I liked it. I thought it finally like brought him, brought his character back to who he who he should be and what he should really be doing. And I liked the. The Masende stuff. I liked that. I liked. I liked that they captured her. I liked. I liked that whole scene. It really reminded me of. Danny back in. I believe it was like season two. When she's trying to enter cars With the right, Dothraki. Yeah. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Because she's only got like this small group. Of Unsullied with her. And that's all she has. She's got her broke down dragon over there in the background. And if you remember back to Karth, she had little tiny dragons in a cage that are were useless. And then she had this small little tiny group of Dothraki, you know, and she's trying to enter the gates of Karth. It really reminded me of that.
1: I agree. Uh the you know, the only thing about her her dying to to end the show is you know, it seems like we're spending a lot of time on on characters that I don't really consider main characters. I mean, I know she was kind of with Danny since she got the Unsullied, but you know, I I feel like her dragon dying was a bigger deal than that. You know, Danny's yeah, in this pissed off mode, and I would I would almost switch those two events around. And end it with the dragon dying, because then you're like, oh shit, you know, her dragons are, are literally the only thing she cares about. And that's what we hear over and over again. And, you know, just kind of having her buddy, you know, her only buddy left now that, uh, now that what's his name instead, uh, dying, I don't, you know, it, it just didn't, I just didn't have an emotional impact from it.
0: Yeah, I understand that. Uh I don't know if I got so much of an emotional impact from it as I got a an an impact from, you know, a war standpoint that Cersei is really driving home a point to Danny now that I I'm winning. I can basically do whatever I want whenever I want. I'm the queen. She's she's really driving home a message to her. I I took down one of your dragons right out of the sky, right at your own keep at Dragonstone. Because your stupid ass didn't know that I had a fleet of ships there waiting for you. I I stole your one of your main people, and now I'm going to behead her in front of you. I mean, that's a power move if I've ever heard of one.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, you know, if I was Cersei, before... <laughs> if I was Cersei, I would have had... You know the the dead dragon's head at the gates. You know, yeah. I mean yeah, that, I that to pull that's him more up of out of the a,
0: ocean or something. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Just just put the head up there. We don't need the body and everything else. But you know, I get that this is a, a kind of a fuck you from her. But it mm-hmm. seems like that more than anything was kind of the fuck you. This is we're going now of the episode.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm talking about with. Arya is I don't understand what all this what was all this for you've got Arya so why did you even leave Winterfell why did you why did you leave Winterfell to go to Dragonstone and then we immediately go from Dragonstone immediately to King's Landing to, to try to do what again you got like two unsullied with you and Tyrion well what are you doing in your broke down dragon that can't do anything because of the scorpions?
1: Well, and we couldn't have a 32nd clip just to show either how she got captured or, you know, maybe Daenerys saying, Hey, why don't you go scout ahead or, or something, you know, it's just out of nowhere. Hey, she was captured, you know, and, and now we're gonna, we're gonna behead her. And maybe I missed it, but I feel I've watched it twice and I, I don't know who even captured her? Was it, uh, was it Braun? Like there, there wasn't, there wasn't a person there that was a spy that I know of unless Jamie took her, which I don't think that was the case either.
0: I mean, Jamie wasn't there. He was still at Winterfell when all this happened. So yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying.
1: I don't know. I don't know how she got captured there. There shouldn't have been anybody to capture her
0: yeah and that was the problem throughout the episode. um I have that down on my notes under what do we what did we hate all the off camera plots, so one of them was what what you're talking about miss Indy getting captured. We didn't get to see that. Another one was John telling the sisters who he is, and then uh another one was Sansa telling Tyrion who John is. We didn't get to see any of that like really pivotal important conversations. <laughs>
1: well, in conversations at any season up till now would have been like the episode nine, you know this is the big thing, and ten's gonna deal with the fallout uh yeah th- there were a couple big ones that but they're just you know they're just racing to the end we We just gotta live with it, I guess,
0: yeah, a lot of off off camera stuff is gonna continue to happen. Let's talk about jetpacking since we're already to what do we hate? So this hasn't really bothered me in the past too much, but it's really bothering me this season. We had a lot of this happening. We had Euron, which is ping-ponging and time-traveling everywhere. What, what the hell was going on? I mean, one minute he's right there in King's Landing, and the very next second he's at Dragonstone killing dragons and kidnapping Missandei, and then he's right back in King's Landing.
1: Wait, did did he kidnap her? Was it was that said on the show? I mean, we don't
0: know. We don't know who did it, but I mean, he was there. He's the one that shot Rhaegar out of the sky, so he was there at the ambush.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I I agree with you too. I mean, you got to think the first couple seasons of the show, just going to you know to Castle Black to the wall from Winterfell was a was a half season event and now yeah they're they're just ping-ponging everywhere and you know honestly knowing that there's only a few episodes left i i kind of forgive it more than i did the first time it happened because the first time the the quote-unquote jetpacking happened it was stark you know they're they're all fighting and then um i think podrick left and came back a trip that should have took forever you know within the span yeah. of five or ten minutes and that was really jarring, but now you know, kind of like the rest of the episode, I'm. It's whatever, you know. They they have to get people to places, and you know they're they're not going to give us any extra episodes of if we don't like what's going on. So so it's just whatever.
0: Yeah, it's just going to happen, but I still don't like it. <laughs> I, I feel ya. I still I don't have to you. like it. Um, and then I kind of want to talk about to you, I. I don't know how you feel about this, but it's almost like this show is becoming kind of a satire of itself now. And what I mean by that is just all the stuff with torment, I mean, they've got him in a, in a lot of scenes and he's just, he's just a big joke. Everything's like, almost like a, a big joke now, you know, nothing's to be taken serious anymore. and, it's all just kind of a, it's a it's a satire now.
1: But yeah, what I was saying was, you know, I I think the show has hit the point kind of where it's the Marvel version of itself, where Marvel had these serious movies and then they kind of realized it at a point that hey, if we just make jokes out of everything, you know, we're we're gonna get a lot a lot more pop culture uh, kind of cachet, and Tormund's a great example of that where Tormund. You know, they just got done with a, with a battle that should have scared everybody to death, and the first thing he's doing is saying, "You know, where's my big women at?" And <laughs> I mean, I, I guess that's true to his character, but on the other hand, it's like, you know, we're at the real battle. Like, you guys are done. Let's get you out of here. You know, this is Tyrion and Viserys scheming time. This isn't right. Th- this isn't time for that.
0: I agree. And then just like I said, I mean, we've got a big blaring Starbucks cup in the shot. Did you actually see it while you were watching the show? Because I had, I didn't actually notice or see it when I watched the show.
1: I noticed it today when I rewatched it. When
0: you rewatched uh, it.
1: Okay. Yeah. But of course, then I was looking at it, looking for it. But right. Right. Yeah. It, it's in there for a while. Like it, it's amazing. You know, they had two years to, to plot every scene out and, you know, on HBO afterwards, they had a behind the scenes of the show and they were talking about, you know, we did this with the candles to make sure the light was right. And we set it up this way so that it was a smooth transition. And it's like, and you didn't see the cup or at least CGI it out afterwards. It's it, it's kind of a glaring oversight, but it, it is what it is, you know. Uh,
0: it's so terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they went to the same uh, Starbucks uh, that Jamie Lannister apparently went to a couple years ago. So, <laughs> so I'm not too worried about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, what was that? It happened again, you said, in another scene.
1: Yeah, that that was going around on, on Reddit today. There was just a random scene where Jamie w- was holding it. And it was even more egregious because he had it in his hand. You know, you, <laughs> you would think that he would throw it behind him or, or something, but... You know, honestly, we're, we're so focused I... right now that it's whatever. That, that's not, that that's not the nitpick that I'm gonna, that's not the heel I, I plan to die on.
0: Yeah, but it's still pretty bad. Oh,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, speaking of that, um, we've got new plot lines, too. We've got new plot lines, and we only have two more episodes. And we have new plot lines.
1: Yeah, yeah, we we do.
0: (laughs) What is happening?
1: Uh, uh, Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what. do Do you want to kind of go in depth for people that?
0: Yeah, let's let's talk talk about the new plot lines. (laughs) So, we have John telling the sisters that he's the king. Which was not at all dealt with in this episode. I mean at all. Basically what happened was, you know, Sansa told Tyrion off camera. So we don't know how that conversation went or what her angle was. And then we have uh Sa- or, I'm sorry, Arya leaving with the hound to King's Landing. So we don't know what's going on there. We don't we don't know what that plan is, or if there yeah. even is a plan. We don't know if we're even going to see them again. Maybe they're just, bye. <laughs> Maybe we don't even see them again. Uh, what, well, what other you know, lives do we the have? The
1: Hound and Arya were the only two that that kind of made sense. They were like, you know, we got to get to King's Landing. All these other people are just going to magically show up there, but we're going to take our horses. That,
0: that right. They can't and ride dragons, stuff. I guess. Yeah. Well, there's not any dragons left to ride.
1: But, well, there there's one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For now. Until it's killed. Because <laughs> Danny does some stupid shit.
1: Um, yeah, People keep saying that Danny is about to throw a blow a three dragon lead. And you know that that's yep. the best way to put it. Because she
0: did. Yeah. You, she blew a three dragon lead.
1: Yeah. Why. And then you know just things we didn't like. Why would you fly at the guy with the crossbow that just killed your dragon. You have a dragon. Get a rock. Fly above him. You know, fly to the the other 80% of the boat that doesn't have a big-ass crossbow. Well, yeah, did
0: you forget about those? Did you forget that they have dragon-killing weapons now? Did you forget about that? Well,
1: you know, it's one of those things. They had one on the the land, so I can kind of understand her not thinking about it. But, like, the second that you see it and you understand how a boat works... (laughs) <laughs> how are you like, I'm going to fly at the spears? You know, It it's crazy. I don't know how it out of everywhere in the world that, that you could fly. You could fly away. You could fly to Winterfell. You could you'd fly wherever you want. And she's like, Nope, I'm going right at this guy. And then it just cuts out. We don't get a, you know, he doesn't die. She doesn't die. It just on to the next thing. The, those quick cuts that, yeah yeah it's frustrating
0: well she did it last season too when braun shot drogan in the wing that was when she flew directly at him she always does that she always flies directly at the thing that's trying to kill her and her dragon she flies the dragon right into it instead of flying over and above and behind she just flies directly at it she does it all the time
1: yeah, at this point, you know, I'm going to come out and say it. I don't know how great of a mother she is. She had she's, three kids. Two of them are dead.
0: She's kind of shit. Yeah. She's, she's almost right there with Cersei. You can't even keep your children alive.
1: Yeah. Her two dragons are dead. And then she basically had an abortion so that her husband would come back as a, you know, zombie.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Move.
1: Yeah. yeah. So maybe not the person to let babysit is what we've learned about Daenerys.
0: No, even your pets.
1: <laughs> That's why John had to run uh, ghost off. He was Probably like, dude, you so. can't be around this girl. Or he was you're like,
0: you and my new girlfriend. Mm-mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're going to get <laughs> eaten if we keep you around <laughs> these dragons.
0: She's going to kill you in some horrible way. <laughs> got to get you out of here.
1: <laughs> She's like the Cersei of the animal kingdom. She's just wiping out populations left and right.
0: Yeah, she does not need a pet sit. No, not even don't even let her walk your dog. Yeah. uh, Yeah, the, the off camera stuff, the dragons are useless stuff. And can we just talk about how terrible John is now? Speaking of John. He's just the worst character on the show now. Or is it just me?
1: John's in his feelings, man. He's walking around in all black. I'm <laughs> I'm expecting him to put on some guy liner <laughs> at some point.
0: Yeah, you know, we talked John about it earlier. Emo? He doesn't
1: want to do anything. You know, he's just. He doesn't even want babies named after him. It's like, dude, this is your buddy. Your buddy's like, hey, man, I'm going to name my kid after after you. And he's like, don't know about that one, chief. I hope
0: it's a girl then. Seems like
1: a lot of effort for me to have somebody named after me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Is John now like a seventeen-year-old boy? What's happened? (laughs) He does not want to do anything. You know
1: they don't. Do we need to check? Do we need to check
0: his room and like flip his mattress and find out what's really going on in there?
1: Yeah. He. You know, if you ever go back to the old episodes when he was on the wall, he. he had a bunch of my chemical romance posters and you know <laughs> taking back sunday that was that was his inspirations for for being a leader
0: stabbing westward
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah john is very emo now and i'm expecting any day now to see like some bangs and a weird haircut
1: yeah, he's gonna awesome. do the, the Natalie Dormer after she left Game of Thrones where she had like one side shaved and the other laid over. He's gonna yeah. get some gauges, you know. Yeah, it it's so funny that and and, and this isn't a this isn't a spoiler because we don't know what's gonna happen, but you know, it's just so funny that they've set up the person who wants to be on the throne the least to be on the throne. Uh-huh. You know he's already given his killing of the Night King away to his sister because he didn't want to do it. Like,
0: Mm-mm.
1: my God, it's just it's so bad sometimes. Yeah,
0: John is now the officially the laziest person in all of Westeros.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. There was a there's another show on HBO called The Defiant Ones about Jimmy Iveen or however you say his last name and and. uh, Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine, his whole story, he's like, well, I didn't want to do this, but like no one else showed up. So I showed up and now I'm a billionaire. And it's like, you know, this is supposed to be the guy you root for. And the whole time I'm like, I hate this guy. You know, (laughs) he's like, well, you know, uh, you know, John Lennon wanted to record on Christmas and I was only I was Jewish, so I could go in and do it. But I really didn't want to. I wanted to stay at home. And it's like, what, what are you talking about? Like, I hate you. Like you've got all these opportunities for no reason. And John is that same character. You know, John's like, oh, I don't want to be over the night watch. I don't want to be king. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. And everybody else is like, no, you're the guy to do it. It's like he's the LeBron James of Game of Thrones. Where he just has all the ability in the world, but doesn't want to do anything with it.
0: Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, and it's like, what do you want to do then? Then what do you want to do? He doesn't yeah. want to do anything.
1: He should have went with the Hound, and they can go be farmers somewhere.
0: I don't even think he wants to do that.
1: No, that, that takes effort. That you're, takes you're effort. Right. He yeah, want that to
0: that takes effort. He doesn't want to do that. Yeah, John is just the absolute worst character on the show now. Um, let's talk about this Brawn surprise moment where he just popped out of nowhere with his little crossbow.
1: Yeah, that, you know, it, it's part of that jetpacking, but you know, at least Tyrion acknowledged that he's like, why, how are you here? <laughs> why are you here? Yeah. Uh, which at least that's more than, you know, no one else even, even seems to notice like, holy shit, the first time I went to the Wall, I, I aged like three years because it was such a long journey. But now we're, you know, at King's Landing five minutes after we left Westeros. Or, you know, we left uh, the North. It It's just right. wild. But at least, you know, you have Bronn in the things we didn't like. At least they had a classic Game of Thrones scene, you know, they That's were all negotiating and, and things like that, even though, he was kind of the worst surprise in the world.
0: Yeah, and it was really classic Braun. I mean, it did. And I got into a bunch of arguments today on Reddit about this. And this was true to Bron's character. The way that he was acting, the things that he was saying, you know, that's Braun. That's who he is. He hates these people. He hates the Lannisters. He always has. You know, make no mistake about it. He is not friends with Tyrion. He's not friends with Jamie. They are just a means to an end for him. That's how he looks at everybody. He's a sellsword. That's who Bronn is. He sells his sword and kills people for a living. I mean, he doesn't care who it is.
1: <laughs> it, well, we, it doesn't we matter We were talking him. about the, the show being a satire of itself. And, you know, that that's kind of the great thing about Bronn is Bronn. You know Braun was kind of the voice of people that aren't in the you know in, in kind of their hierarchy
0: exactly you know we're
1: not kings, we're not this, we kind of think it's all stupid because that's that's not what we do, and he was kind of the voice of that, and honestly, I would have liked more braun and less torment if, if I could have
0: exactly if I could have picked you're exactly right, me too, yeah, because Braun spelled it out really well and you know, because Jamie Jamie's always insulted Braun and always looked down on him. And, you know, whenever Tyrion offered him Highgarden, Jamie's like, Oh, you know, you'll you'll never get high garden. You know, you're you're just a cutthroat. Well you know, that'll never happen. And, you know, Braun just summed it up perfectly and was like, Well, you know, who the hell were your ancestors? They were a bunch of murdering thugs, just like Everybody always has been, you know, that's how everybody's always gotten everything that they have. Right. Exactly. Because they're killers because, you know, your ancestors were killers and I'm a killer and I'm going to take what I can get, you know, and then just like he said, and then my grandsons will be, you know, shitting it and pissing it away (laughs) just like you are, (laughs) you know, I mean, he brought up a good point and that's exactly how it is.
1: Oh, yeah, and you know, like we said, his surprise was kind of unexpected, but he did. it was good for him to come in and kind of remind everybody what's at stake. You know, everybody's having this party, everybody's having fun, but Bron's like, no, no, listen, there's still one fight left, and I'm going to make sure that I win no matter what. And honestly, if we don't see him until after whatever happens in the, in the finale, because you know, there's going to be a climax and then it'll probably be 45 minutes of whatever happens after that's the next time we should see Braun. Braun shouldn't show up for a fight. He shouldn't do shit until it's already decided. And then he shows up to remind whoever, Hey, you told me this, like it's time to pay it off.
0: Yeah, exactly. If they live, I guess.
1: Right. Well, yeah, if if anyone lives, because who knows at this point?
0: Oh, they will. They're not killing off main characters. That's already been established.
1: Yeah, whenever they were on the front lines, or not even people that I kind of consider not main characters, because God knows they should all died last episode.
0: Yep, like we said, we spent two episodes saying bye to him and being told this is all going to pay off. You're going to be so glad that you got these episodes.
1: Maybe, you know, maybe that's the reason, maybe Tyrion was just giving everybody a fuck you when he said, I think we all live.
0: <laughs> yeah, he pretty much summed it up, didn't he? Yeah. He predicted it. <laughs> yeah. Because they all lived.
1: They all lived. And the crazy thing is afterwards, he, you know, he wasn't like, holy balls, we're all alive. <laughs> you know, I kind of just yeah. said that to keep morale up, but. Maybe that's why, well. Maybe that's why, and and we can go into the next thing, which which I brought up, which was the ending. Maybe that's why Tyrion just walked up to a wall full of archers that you know want him dead with Cersei, and she's just like, "Yeah, let's not kill him because he still has that plot armor for at least plot one armor. episode."
0: Yeah, I mean the main characters just aren't going to die, so yeah. it's it's not going to happen. So don't, don't expect that
1: to happen. Well, and if they do, it may be an event. Um, Again, we don't know what's happening, so I'm not going to consider this a spoiler, but if King's Landing, you know, goes up in flames, we're going to lose nine, you know, we'll lose nine main characters that way, but we have to give, you know, Danny's best friend the end of the third to last episode to get her head chopped off.
0: Danny's best friend.
1: Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah
0: Yeah. yeah. miss andy yeah yeah
1: yeah the the girl who basically has the same name as red woman for no reason
0: i know all these like close to the same names brawn bran (laughs) yeah yeah um let's go into our reddit picks and i picked a really long one so josh you conceded to me today i appreciate that um This one is pretty much... I picked this one because it kind of is touching on everything that we've been talking about. So this is coming from A Song of Ice and Fire. And it's by user Vaporware1. And it's titled Season 8, Episode 4. is some of the worst writing this show has seen. I'll explain why. And he kind of goes through, like, each character. And he starts off with Arya. The previous episode and the past few seasons, their many issues aside, established Arya as a non-invincible, shape, shape, shape-shifting, I'm sorry, assassin, who just eliminated an 8,000-plus-year-old supernatural threat. She didn't go anywhere and pretend to be anybody. Quite an asset to have at your hands, No. They acknowledge Arya's feet in the episode. Danny herself even toasts her, but nobody bothers to consider Arya's incredible espionage assassination capabilities for the last war. Yeah, which is what we've talked about. So they didn't think to just send her. She's going there anyway. So if you look at the timeline of all this that happened, Arya's on her way to King's Landing, and then Danny also goes to Dragonstone. Her dragon gets shot out of the sky and killed. Missandei gets taken uh, captive, prisoner, and then Danny immediately goes with a small troop of Unsullied and Tyrion to King's Landing with another dragon in tow. Yeah, that uh, just makes no strategic sense a- at all.
1: Well, and you know we've been no talking sense. about. Um... We've been talking about Sansa and Daenerys and, and Tyrion kind of being these smart people. Tyrion didn't even bring it up. Like, you would think if yeah, there was well, one person that was like, hey, hey guys, we, we actually yeah. have a big asset here. Because you can even overlook Daenerys because she doesn't really like the Starks. You know, there there's, a, there's definitely a friction there. And you could see even Sansa being like, well, this is my sister. I don't want to, you know, send her to assassinate Cersei or anything. But Tyrion should have been like, guys, we, you know, we have the ultimate Mary Sue here. Like, and she's not a Mary Sue, but also, but you know what I'm saying?
0: Right, right, right. Like
1: you would think that just somebody would be like, hey, maybe she puts on, you know, one of these countless dead faces and goes and, you know, ends all this for us. But then there's not two more episodes. So,
0: yeah, because Cersei has opened the gates up. She could have just walked right in, literally walked right in.
1: They <laughs> could have even, you know, she could have took the face from that girl that stabbed her for a callback. I mean, you know, the the show loves to kind of pat right, itself on that. the back of how clever it is. Why not mm-hmm. just do that? Have her walk through the front door.
0: And then Varys... Master of Whispers has a normal volume conversation with Danny's second in command during which the spy man, Meister blithely reveals his tr- uh, treasonous intents. Need I say more? This scene was pure stupid. A common theme I'm sure you guys have noticed by now is the show loves to completely break from log- logic and the rules of its own universe.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, th- this has been an issue. Uh, the, the first time. I would bring it up and and kind of the point for me where I went from heavily invested in the show to be like, Oh, this is a TV show was, you know, Sansa and Arya had that moment where they were alone, no one was around, and they kind of threatened each other. And then an episode, two episodes later, they turn around, they're like, Well, it was all a ruse to to kill Littlefinger. And the scene didn't make sense because like, wait a minute, nobody's in that room with you. Like all you were doing was kind of swerving the uh, the viewers. And this is kind of the opposite where it's a conversation for, for the viewers, but also there wasn't anyone around that could say, Hey, Daenerys, you know, you might want to check on, on these guys and Daenerys, you know, for, for all the credit she gets, she's not rational about stuff like that. If somebody would have said something to her, they'd both be dead. Now they would have been thrown off the ship. Yep. Uh, so yeah, um yeah, the the dumb scenes have been been coming for a couple years now, but but that that was a pretty big one. I, I will agree.
0: Ballista and Dragons. Here's where it gets real good. Euron hides his fleet behind a rock. Nobody spots him, not even Danny who was in the air on a fucking dragon. They fire three shots at the dragon. Danny is not riding on with 100% accuracy. Rest of the fleet were twiddling their thumbs. When the entire fleet does fire, they somehow all miss, even though Danny flies straight at them when previously the show established a standard of remarkable accuracy. Euron then fires upon Danny's fleet, and the bolts tear the ships apart as if they were fired from railguns, as depicted in the scene. They are literally stronger than cannonballs. This is important because it utterly neutralizes the threat of dragons. In the same way the White Walkers were subverted, dragons are now made a complete non-threat. It doesn't matter if she has ten dragons. They cannot possibly live in a battle with these ballistas anywhere. Everywhere, I'm sorry. But somehow they will, and I expect Drogon to do a lot of damage next episode and dodge a lot of bolts. The problem isn't that they killed a dragon. The problem is how it was accomplished. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's they sum it up perfectly in this. I mean, now you've you've neutralized the dragons to the point where they're completely useless. the 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 dragons are useless. Like she can't she can't fly Drogon anymore. But like he said, she will. She'll use him next week and burn King's Landing to the ground. I'm assuming but how because we just saw all those scorpions that Cersei has everywhere all over the freaking city well and
1: that's you know you bring up a great point um and i didn't i didn't notice it on either of the watchthroughs. Did did does she have them all over the city
0: yes she has did them everywhere did she ever have there. them
1: up on the yeah did she have them okay yes. okay well then yeah why
0: on every I mean, single turret, on every single turret, she has a scorpion on every single one lined at, up.
1: At this point, I mean, <laughs> other than Drogon, you know, picking up rocks from really high up and dropping them, yeah, there there shouldn't be a way that, yeah, because God knows she she has no strategy. No one on Game of Thrones has a strategy except for mm-hmm. Cersei. Mm-hmm. You know, their their strategy is, oh, there's an army of the dead. Well, let's put people outside. Where we can just meet them. Even though we
0: have a castle. Do you know the point of a castle?
1: And dragons.
0: Do you understand how a siege works? Yeah. (laughs) You do know that you go inside of the castle, right? (laughs) You go inside, not outside. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just, I I don't get it. (laughs) It's... Let's but, talk about
0: the negotiation scene that he that this person brings up. The negotiation scene. Missandei, dead? Not the problem. The problem with this scene is that Cersei doesn't just blow them away when she could and it's a big fucking problem, which is what you talked about. The dragon in the distance is not a threat a previously established in this very episode. They have scores of the same ballista at their disposal, possibly more than shown on screen, and tons of archers. Drogon is a complete non-threat, and there is no logical way he could even get close enough to breathe fire on them. The real kicker is that Kyburn openly tells Tyrion that Danny's slash dragon is vulnerable. It's perfectly in-character realistic for Cersei to kill them all right where they're standing. She has the entire command chain of her hated enemies right in front of her, and their only defense, the dragon, has been made useless by the physics-defying Ballista. They even go on to establish Cersei's cruelty, evilness with the Missendei execution. But killing her mortal enemies when they have presented themselves in front of her so foolishly is too much. This is a woman who blew up the Sept of Baelor, killing thousands of innocents. Ethics are not a hangup for her. The logical explanation for why Cersei doesn't want to kill them is that she desires a more poetic showdown. It's the result of incredible hubris and is the equivalent of a a monologuing villain trope. Plausible? Maybe, sure. But is it good? A Song of Ice and Fire quality writing? Not really. And yeah, I mean, and this was exactly the same thing that they did with the Night King. They just turned him into this tropey kind of villain that smirked a bunch in the last episode and walked around slow and, you know, there was really no you know, he wasn't in a hurry to really do anything. And that's the same thing that they're doing with Cersei.
1: Yeah. I mean, at at this point, she's, she's a James Bond villain. You know, she has, she has them tied to the table. She's got the saw running super slow so that they can get out of it. And she's just giving everybody her, this is why I'm smarter than you speech. But, you know, I, I don't, I can understand her not killing Daenerys. I, I, I understand that maybe 1%, but it, at least I kind of get it. But her brother that she's, you know, basically said over and over again, you know, if I, I would love to kill you, I'd love for Bron to kill you. You know, you just since you just sent somebody to kill him and you're letting him go up and say, well, I know you have a kid. Wait a minute. How do you, how does he know that you have a kid? If this is, you know, if you're, you right there, Wait, do y'all have some weird, you know, brother sister magic or something? Because that should she should have shot him right there. And it, it doesn't make sense that she didn't. And then been like, well, you know, he just says things. But yeah, I, I just don't get it. I, I really don't.
0: Yeah, I mean I understand what they were doing with the scene, like I said, because it's a it's a power move by Cersei. But I don't understand why Danny and Co. were there. I mean, maybe Centurion, yeah, to negotiate for Missandei's release. But you're not there. You wouldn't be there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it
0: just Danny should have know, stayed this... at Dragonstone. You you were already there. You were already right there at Dragonstone. That's where she should have stayed, right? that would have made more sense.
1: Well, I think, and of course we've been saying this the whole time and it's not been right until now or until hopefully now, but somebody's got to die, right? I mean, we're, we're four, ep- we're four of the six episodes in Cersei has to die or Daenerys. It's somebody has to die right now. So I get them putting, putting them together like that, but just from a logical Standpoint, no, none of this makes sense at all. Yeah.
0: uh, Yeah, I mean, it's. Narratively, story wise. Yeah, it's not meshing. And for Cersei's character, just like this person points out that, you know, she's. She had her opportunity right there. But then I mean it could be like Hibern said, she has other plans for the Targaryen girl. So you know, I I just don't even know anymore what they're doing. <laughs> I mean,
1: like, the the only thing I can think of, and um again, we we don't know if this'll happen. This isn't a spoiler, but I assume that Cersei is gonna throw somebody in prison. And then we're gonna see characters like the sand snakes that we've not seen in a while. They're dead, like just to kind of wrap up stories that that they didn't care to to finish telling. Um, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, you know, maybe maybe that's the way they go. May, maybe maybe it's not. But uh, do do you have any predictions for the next episode?
0: Yeah, so let's let's get into that real quick. Real quick, let's just talk about our predictions that were correct or wrong that we uh, had on for episode four, and we just said build up for Battle of King's Landing, which I guess we kind of got that a little bit. Um, I predicted the North would unite behind Danny, so I was completely wrong about that. <laughs> um, and then just. A vague Cersei will move forward, of course, with her plans, which that was just vague. I, we really kind of didn't have much for season f- or for episode four. So I feel like that we didn't really get anything right for <laughs> for episode four. Um, and then predictions for episode five. I think that the Stark sisters have a plan. And I think that Sansa has sent Arya to King's Landing. For maybe to kill Cersei, but maybe not either. Uh, I I don't really know, but I think that they have a plan to put John on the throne. Now that they know, I think they have a plan to oust both Danny and Cersei.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, Arya hates uh, Cersei. Mm-hmm. Sansa hates Daenerys so it, it would only make sense and uh,
0: Cersei <laughs> she hates both of them so yeah right
1: she she does but I mean Arya's is the one with with the list so
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah I mean you, you would hope that they do but at this point who, who, who knows, knows?
0: Yeah, yeah exactly and then of course from the preview we got to see the Golden Company so maybe we'll get to see them in action maybe we'll get to see some fighting I don't know or maybe we'll just get to see a lot of guys standing around in armor again.
1: Yeah, I think until the last dragon gets killed, uh, people are just kind of dragon fodder at this point. You know, there will be a whole line of them, and then the dragon kills them all, and then, you know, maybe the dragon dies, maybe it doesn't. But, it, you know, the show set such a high mark with... Uh, battle of the bastards and the the blackwater and and all these battle sequences and you know last week w- was cool even though it was really dark but i i don't think that they really have the the right touch for large scale battles for for whatever reason anymore
0: right i can agree with that uh so who do we think won the week
1: i mean I, it has to be it has to be cersei you know but at yeah, this point, yeah, at this point, she's the only one other than if you want to say Brianne, because she actually got to have sex. Because She got laid. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Arya got to be like, uh, dude, that was a that was a hookup. I don't know what she's talking about. Yeah, she turned down.
0: Out- <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, yeah, she she turned him down. Yeah, I think she that we, turned yeah, down
1: uh, Christian Bale of the Veil. So she
0: did. <laughs> Christian Bale of the Veil. That's great oh gendry poor guy so at the end of the episode two, we like to rate the episode and we've decided to do a fun little thing on our show where we rate the episode based on something kind of comical or something that there was a lot of on the episode and this time oh and we rate one to seven for of course the seven kingdoms the seven gods So this time we decided to use how many unexpected Starbucks cups do you rate this episode? Josh. Uh,
1: I'm going with four. um, And honestly, it's about as soft of a four as I can give it. Uh, (laughs) Just because I, I think that the last three episodes disappointed me so much that this was at least a return to form and, You know, with only two episodes left, honestly, if they kind of keep going the way that they've been going, we might have an outcome that even if everybody doesn't agree with it, they say it, you know, stays true to things compared to uh, whatever the fuck was going on at the beginning of the year or at the beginning of the season.
0: Yeah, you are more generous than me. I gave it a three. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, it. I, I would. A I would almost three. go three point five. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, three three is pretty
0: solid. Yeah, I gave it a three. Um. Yeah, I don't think I can do any better than that. I I want to. I would like to. But uh, yeah, it was just. It was just rough going again on this episode, and I and I hate to say it every time. I I feel like I've said this over and over again, but now I have to say it again. So. Maybe next episode. <laughs> Maybe the next episode will actually, you know, be something that. That we. That we want to see or that we should be seeing um, our friend Pat, Pat from TugPod, he uh said to tell everybody that he rated it a three also. <laughs> he said great minds think alike.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's. That that's pretty fair. I mean, a, a three is about where it is. Of course, that's because I would give the last couple of episodes a one or a two. So yeah, <laughs> it, it's an improvement, but it's not. You know,
0: still not where it actually needs to be or where we thought it would be.
1: It, it's uh, kind of like Jamie fucking Brienne of Tarth. It's like at least she's not your sister, but like, dude, do better.
0: <laughs> There's more options. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we agreed to talk about some some spoilers and some leaks and different things that we have heard throughout the week, Josh and I. So now is your chance, listeners, if you don't want to be spoiled or if you don't want to hear our leaks that we have, to go ahead and tune out. You will be missed and you can come back. We hope that you come back and listen to this segment of the podcast either after the episode airs Um next Sunday or you can come back after the entire series. If you'd like to listen to this section of the podcast, but I feel like I've given you enough time. And so now we're going to talk about some spoilers and leaks. Uh, What did you have, Josh?
1: So uh, I think this might've been from, from dead for, for anybody that cares to know where we got this from. Uh, They did kind of a, uh, what's the best way to put it a mishmash the things that all the people who are predicting the end of the show kind of agree on uh the first one is Daenerys captures jamie and executes varies before assaulting and easily taking king's landing Tyrion begs for mercy and when he's ignored he frees jamie um yeah that makes sense you know all of that Okay, that kind of makes sense to me. Do you do you have any any opinions on that, whether you like it or or dislike it?
0: Yeah, so I'll just add that the leak that I have came from Joanna Robinson. From, um, she's from Storm of Spoilers, and then she's on another podcast as well, but I can't remember. Um, and then she writes for Vanity Fair also. But anyway. Um, And the leak that she had, and it's not just her, it's other people as well. But they had that Tyrion is actually going to be executed, which will be the last episode. And I guess uh, Danny isn't technically going to do it because she's not going to be there. But it's going to be kind of like a council will be set up and he'll be on trial for... It And it could potentially be this because we don't know what the trial with like the trial or the crime is going to be that he's committed. What they were saying before is it was going to be that Tyrion actually blows up King's Landing. But because, you know, there's all that wildfire that's stored under King's Landing you right. know, that's, that Cersei still has, right. which potentially could happen. You know, Cersei could do it. Tyrion could do it. I don't know at this point why Tyrion would do it, though. Because before, before the leak was based on the White wall So the leak kind of went like this. That Winterfell would fall, you know, to the Night King. And the Night King would then proceed south. And would head to King's Landing. He would raise, you know, the dead. So his army, of course, would have grown. Cersei's plan would have failed. And... uh you know she would have been the next target so everybody would have retreated you know back to king's landing and then tyrion would have blown it up to prevent you know the night king from like adding more people to his army which makes sense i mean i don't hate it and then of course the living would have wound up winning anyway and then tyrion would have tyrion would have murdered you know, I mean, how many people were in King's Landing? Didn't they say like 10 million or some crazy amount of people, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, something wild like that.
0: Yeah. Um, so he would have, of course, murdered all these people. And then he would have been brought up on, I guess, war crimes for doing that. And um, would have, he's, he's supposed to die and be executed. So either way, it kind of sounds like that these leaks are kind of talking, are leading up to Tyrion's death. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, re- realistically, I, I kind of think, since they didn't do it in the first episode, the Tyrion's death will be the end of the show.
0: Will be the end of the show. Yeah,
1: yeah I think it, so too. It, it wouldn't stun me if that's literally mm. the last thing we see.
0: Right, that's what the leaks are all saying. And I think that that part is correct. I think just the way that we're going to get there is not correct <laughs> you know what i'm saying obviously obviously the white walker thing isn't right obviously the blowing up king's landing thing for that reason anyway isn't right but i mean that could still happen but no i like this i like
1: yeah i like and that, this plot. That i just i don't the... know
0: why i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you but 80%. i don't know why would daenerys be capturing jamie like what has he done did it say
1: but no it say? just says okay. uh denarius captures jamie of course he left last episode and right. that you know that that just gives Daenerys. you know she just lost her her kind of confidant so this is it could be her being like well you know you killed my person i'm gonna kill your person or you know try to kill your person and that not happen um the the kind of the things I saw kind of went on to to say the unsull- the unsullied and Daenerys commit a bunch of war crimes, alienating John and Tyrion. Tyrion's arrested by Daenerys and scheduled to be executed for free and Jamie. There's some disagreement on, on exactly what happens, but a trial takes place in the dragon pit. So
0: yeah, see, you know,
1: they I filmed a too. lot of different allegedly they filmed a lot of different things to throw people off the scent. So you know, yeah. it, it still could be a little bit of this, a little bit of that.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I think that's. But ultimately, there's going to be a trial in the Dragon Pit, and he's going to be executed. Right. But I don't think that it has said how. I think they're assuming by Dragon Fire, but I don't know.
1: Well, you know that this goes on, and it says the Clegane Bowl that everybody's been talking about. Yeah. They finally fight each other and die. You know that that could be the trial. He could ask for a trial by combat, and they they actually get that to happen. And then after they both die,
0: oh, could be. You know, oh, they, yeah, they still, that is that. I like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course, people have been saying that for what five years now. Oh, so. yeah,
0: forever. Yeah. was even longer than that since the beginning, since the first season, since they kind of fought each other in front of King Robert.
1: Oh, yeah, and I mean that that was always a book thing people that mm-hmm. people that read the books thought that would happen uh so this goes on just two more bullet points and and we'll talk about it and get out of here uh yeah. jamie fights and kills euron gets mortally wounded dies alongside cersei uh Tyrion tries to convince john to turn against Daenerys. john confronts her for the war crimes the sack on king's landing and when she justifies what she did john kills her um, I've also heard that after that he wants to take the black. I'm not sure if the night's watch even exists without something to watch over, but that's a very John thing to do. Um, yeah, other than point. that, the rest of this that, uh, you know, it, it's not been confirmed. Nothing's been con- confirmed, but you just kind of look at it and go, yeah, all this kind of sounds right.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, in some form of this. Maybe not, like, exactly this.
1: Right. And, and you know, like you saying, know we yeah. don't know if, uh, you know, for example, Jaime dies alongside Cersei. That, that doesn't mean that Arya doesn't come in and kill her, you know, or mortally wounds her and they die together. You know, there's a lot of things it doesn't say, but just kind of the way that, that the season's gone so far... None of this is really surprising to mm-hmm. me, um, but you know, it's I like spoilers. You know, it, it's something me too. because if you you can't spoil things that are done properly, even you know, Avengers, the ending of that. I read that and went, "Oh my don't god!" Tell I want to see don't that.
0: tell me, don't tell me, because I haven't I seen won't. it yet.
1: <laughs> but you know, I read what happened, and then I went, "Oh shit!" I want to see that on the big screen.
0: Yeah. And,
1: that's kind of how I feel about all this, where it's like yeah i'm I'm fine with all of it. um let's just hope that they do it in a very cinematic way.
0: I don't but, like John killing Danny,
1: but do, well, you know earlier we we spoke at the beginning of the year, and I think we did it off mic um you 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 want John and Danny to run off, don't you, or that's what you had read.
0: That was the leak that I had read that they, or that they, the leak that I read was during Tyrion's trial, they're not there. So we don't know, we don't know where they are, but they're alive. They're both
1: alive. It's a Starbucks run.
0: I think that that's what it is. Sansa and Arya are like, hey, we want lattes.
1: Exactly. They know that Daenerys has a hookup. (laughs)
0: Yes, because they like they they said who all was there and it was like Davos. The Stark, the Stark sisters are there. I think I think Bran is there also. Um, I'm trying to think who else was there. Pretty much all the main characters, Brienne is still there. You know, everybody's pretty much still alive and at this trial.
1: Well, everybody being alive is something that could very much happen at this point. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think that they're going to kill off the main characters because all the main characters were at this trial. And like you said, that's going to be probably the very last scene of the episode or of the whole thing.
1: Right. Yeah, because I I would assume that they figure out kind of who's in charge before they have a trial. So honestly, my my perfect ending at at this point is Tyrion does what he thinks is the right thing. People disagree with him. You know, he goes out like Ned Stark and, and we just, you know, that's the end. But, but I yeah, guess we'll and then see. it'll
0: be something that'll be like debated until the end of time was Tyrion, right? Right? <laughs> right. So you'll have, you know, that Reddit sub the Tyrion was the Tyrion did nothing wrong. sub.
1: Well, I mean, you know, after the show's over, we can do as many emergency pods about what happened as we need to.
0: Oh, yeah. We Um, definitely will. We definitely will. Yeah, for sure.
1: But uh, other than that, do, do you got anything else?
0: Nope. I think that we can wrap it up there and everybody can follow me at caught my pod on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and also be sure that you join my Facebook group Game of Thrones spoilers welcome we're having lots of fun this season in my group I'm doing giveaways and all kinds of fun stuff for the end of the season so be sure you you join Uh, my death pool already closed so you can't join that but I do have another one that i found that's an active one that's up under the announcements and it's somebody that i found on reddit and they are doing a pool that's pretty cool and it follows like each episode so be sure that you guys get in on that as well and i think they're giving away prizes also so lots of fun stuff going on with that be sure that you join and get in on that and thanks for listening Bye.
1: Have a great, great night. Bye. Mmm.